0: Log Talk Radio. Mm
1: Some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. heavenly father we praise your name and we thank you father for the opportunity to be able to use this format to be able to use uh, blog talk radio father we pray that you will continue to bless them in whatever way is necessary that we are able to continue to serve you and we just give you all the praise and glory father we thank you for uh, you know are aware are awakened I don't know what the, how to put it but how how awake that we actually are uh, there's one th- it's one thing to be a little bit awake you know there's so many different levels of awakenedness. We could use that term if we wanted to, I guess. But, Father, you have brought us to a place that is, um, you know, it's beyond. And uh, it has not happened. It has not been an easy journey. Um, But we give you all the glory for it, Father, because understanding everything that you have taught us and shown us over the years, and to see all those things lined up, you know, the infrastructure for the Mark of the Beast, you know, not just a bunch of people, you know, making statements about large, you know, scale supercomputers and things like that, because those have been around for gazillions of years, you know, just untold number uh, of decades, um, you know, probably, you know, going way back into the 50s, 60s. But Father, we just praise you and thank you for helping us to understand that this graphene oxide nanoparticle, e- e- uh, and the connection to the DNA, the DARPA projects that have been instituted to allow these entities to be able to shut people, kill them, to remotely kill them from across the other side of the world. Uh, it absolutely the same thing as was told uh, to uh, in, you know by Nicholas Rockefeller regarding switching off their chips. Father, we see these things happening right now. We it, you know it was only folklore before. Uh, 10 years ago, but now we see all the infrastructure, the 5G that is necessary to be able to communicate with so many end nodes, which would be these end nodes, these end points, are actually human beings. And to be able to see and understand that the CBDCs, the 15-minute cities, and all these things that they're planning on doing to mankind, these things that are worked, work, what I would call WIP, work in progress, uh, is hasn't slowed down even in the slightest little bit. And it's continuing forward, and we praise you for giving us those eyes that are able to see and also to be able to do the best that we can to be able to prepare spiritually as well as physically as best as possible not everybody can is and but also to be uh, uh, hopefully awake and aware to those in our neighborhoods that are nearby our homes that that you can um, uh, you know hook us up with you know help us to be able to spot those you know bring to our front doors those who uh, need that extra help need that that food, didn't have the ability to buy it, uh, you know, when the time came, you know, and, and and help us to be able to help others by placing them in our paths. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, he will continue to bless us with jobs, uh, that we're able to continue to seed into the kingdom and touch people's lives uh, and just, you know, do your works, you know, do the works that we would want to do because we have the love of the Lord Jesus in our hearts to separate us in purity and holiness from all of the things that are happening around the world to the point, yes, it is pretty disgusting for us to have to be subject to it and to even be aware of it, but at the same time, um, be able to flip that uh, understanding around and use it uh, as a form of motivation to help other people who do not understand these dynamics uh, prepare themselves for the days that we are in now and also for the days that we'll be in shortly, for sure. And uh, we just pray, Father in the name of Jesus, that you will enable each one of us, you know, by, by virtue of our hearts, by virtue of our jobs that you have blessed us with, by virtue of whatever food that we have in our stomach, whatever it is that we have in our lives, Father, that we're able to use to be able to touch other people's lives and tell them about the glory of our soon departure to be with our King Jesus and in the most amazing place in all the universes, our Land, our Beulah land, our our kingdom of heaven, Father God, and we just praise you for that. We thank you for that promise, and we are willing to do whatever it is, and we want to do, we desire to do whatever it is that pleases our Father, pleases our Lord Jesus. We thank you for your advocacy. We praise you for the promises that we hold dear to our hearts, and we cannot wait. We cannot wait to leave this place and to be in your presence. Oh, and so we do. So deeply pray, oh Lord, please find us worthy to escape all all. all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand right there before you in line at the wedding supper in the mighty name of jesus christ we pray amen thank you jesus God, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So here we are couple of days later i took uh, friday off thank you lord it was nice to be able to put my feet up and not have to worry about anything uh you know and just torching up the radio show and all the other stuff that comes along with it sometimes it's just nice to be able to be a regular regular human being regular person and be able to just you know sit there and you know sometimes it's just reading the bible's you know i don't want to pretend like i'm a, a perfect saint other times it's watching a a good action movie on tv but whatever it is you'd be able to just you know <clears throat> you know Occasionally disconnect a little bit and um, and uh, just spend some time. You know, I'm constantly praising God. I'm constantly thanking Him for every drink of water. I'm constantly, uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm not always on my knees in in deep prayer. Sometimes I, you know, a lot of times I am, uh, but there are times when I just put my my feet up and I just spend it with the Lord. You know, and sometimes it's a few hours of just thanking Him and praising Him and closing my eyes and being in His presence, basking. I like, I like, I like like that term, to bask in his presence, praise God, but yeah, amen, so anyway, so here we are, it's uh, Sunday, May the 7th, uh, 2023, of course, at this point, we're all, you know, anybody who's been um, a part of listening to this program for the last 12 years is uh, well aware that we are in a state of befuddlement, okay, befuddlement basically essentially means, you know, in so many terms, what are we still doing here, you know, it's like, you know, are we there yet? Are we there yet? I mean, there's that slow motion version that doesn't uh, probably doesn't you know break any rules. You know this one here. Are we there
2: yet? No. Are we there yet?
1: No. Are we there there yet? yet?
2: No. Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No. Are we
3: there yet?
2: No. No.
1: yet? No. You know, you got that. And then, of course, my all-time, all-time favorite. You know, the cool thing about this is that it's not any kind of copyright violation because you're allowed to play funny stuff. For the sake of being funny, you're allowed to play news repeats because, for the sake of the news and everything else. But anyway, who cares? But anyway, thank you, Jesus. This is one of my all-time favorite, uh, you know, the I call it the apocalyptic bullet point. So I need to... I need to get some deep breaths going on here. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. All right. Here goes.
0: <sighs> Ready. Planet X, Nibiru, second sun, FEMA camps, FEMA great aliens, alien abductions, FEMA trains, mass naked body scanners, FEMA mind control slaves, full Schneider, Dalsy Wars, Bob Lazar, reverse engineers alien spacecraft, Bruce Allen Walton, Utah State Penitentiary, Disclosure Project, Clifford Stone, fifty documented species, Georgia Guidestone, reduced population of five hundred million, Islamic rise, Iman Ladi, false messiahs, Operation Garden Plot, MK Ultra, 9/11s inside God, Israeli Georgia collapse, Martin Bush in charge of Securicom, 8 truth, building seven collapses but not hit by a plane, 7-7 ripple effect, of Northcom, elimination of Project Russian and Chinese on American soil, bunkers, of the, of the third time bases, CIA and to Denver, Atlantis, Lemuria, Middle East Muslim riots, public video surveillance cameras, unified global grid, world government, NATO, President. 9 through 51, National Defense Act 951, National Defense Authorization Act 0.12, no habeas corpus, extraordinary rendition, military-industrial complex, military extraterrestrial industrial complex, ten trails, high-frequency active war, research program, heart, magnetohydrodynamic train systems, genetically modified foods, seed vaults, terminator seed, Codex Alimentarius, Agenda 21, chip implants, ancient aliens, Anunnaki, hidden nukes, micro nukes, body micro nuke, underwater pyramids, four-inch builders, martial law, Project Blue Bean, UFOs around the sun, hybridized humans, Akanat hydropolis, pyramid UFO, UFOs, super soldiers, nanotech, money for class, international monetary fund, super currency, disclosures, secrecy, Sakurai's fiction, corruption of the human genome, perfect perfectly possessed human, shape-shifting reptilians, vibrational chips, mainstream media UFO reports, CERN accelerator, God particle, effects of a rogue matter accumulators, stargates, wormholes, spirals, asteroids, comets, cosmic disturbances, UFO wars in the Earth's atmosphere. Suns, heliosphere, neutrinos, Earth's core, Earth magnetosphere, third generation night vision goggles, Earthquakes, elliptic orbit, eccentricity of the Moon, alien Maces, energy wards, strain sounds, sky trumpets, UFO, FBI documents released, Economical religious initiatives, pole shifts, c government church controls, alien cosmic visitations, global seismic indicators, rise of the new age police, indigo children, star children, military spirits, personal angels, energy wards, wind towers, lightworkers, black federation of lies, financial collapse, surreal media Loading, alien movies, UFOs, prophetic movies, endless refractions, earthquakes, volcanoes, tornadoes, and extended winters, animal die-offs, pandemics, manufactured poisons, 85, 87, and 9, swine flu, Ebola, pineal gland disruption, advanced bioweapons released, and bizarre chicken behaviors on the compound.
2: The Illuminati know that they're finally primed for world domination. And so you've got black helicopters coming across the border. Puppet masters for the new world order. Be aware, there's always someone that's watching you. And so the government won't still. admit they fake a home moon landing. Thought control rates like a are Protected because I made this hat from aluminum foil. foil where it has its foil line in case an alien's entwined to so pro- read your mind with a bit of fuel. a little crazy, but someday I'll prove it. There's a big conspiracy.
4: The, the limits of debate in this country are- are- are-
5: are established before the debate even begins, and everyone else is marginalized. They're made to seem either to be communist or some sort of disloyal person, a kook. There's a word, and now it's
4: conspiracy. They've made that something that that is that is
5: should, should not be even
4: entertained
1: for a minute. That powerful people might get together and have a plan doesn't happen. You're
2: a kook. You're a conspiracy buff. There's a big conspiracy.
3: Pay no attention to that man behind
2: the curtain.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, yeah, this all actually all the lyrics, you know, are are the uh, high speed uh, creepy weirdness stuff that I list out in the beginning of this bit. Um, came from an article that I wrote back in May 10th of 2011 called Imminent Terror Approaches. Of course, at that point, I thought this stuff would have happened a long, long time ago. And I'm kind of like, it's all just, you know, boiling frogs, really. But it's all, you know, it, it's amazing how many people nowadays are aware of the vast majority of these things. And some of them, quite frankly, have gone off to the wayside. Okay. Um, for example, uh, Planet X, that's in the forefront. Elenin, that's long forgotten already. Extinction level event near impact Nibiru. Anybody smiling on that one? Uh, You got the FEMA camps, the FEMA coffins. Hopefully most people are aware of what those are, the FEMA trains. Uh, You know, uh, they're being used for other purposes right now, of course, but they are very easily retrofitted into, you know, transporting humans uh, on multiple levels. Um, And then you've got the mass graves. There was a period of time, I think it was back in 2011 or so, where um, the mass grave thing was a really big deal because Mm. um, it had reached the forefront of, uh, you know, all of us weird conspiracy theorists and we had seen, you know, the um, uh, the Digs, you know. I don't know what to call them. You know, the bulldozers and the concrete that was being laid uh, for no other no other purpose than to ultimately have pre created mass grave systems that are just you know we're talking about hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of acres. Okay, you've got the the naked body scanners are a thing of the past. I mean, anybody who flies on an airplane at this point who's got any concerns about that, well, you're already kind of at a disadvantage because it is what it is. Uh, the the guillotine um it's well known uh, i've got tons and tons of audio bites about the guillotines and people that have seen them uh military testimonies you know anecdotal albeit but nevertheless testimonies of people that work in the military uh that have been trained up on how to operate the guillotine so those things have been in storage and and uh people have been trained up on them now for forever I mean, it just seems like forever, but it's really been in the last ten years, primarily. Uh, and then you've got, you know, the mind control slaves. I mean, how many people don't know about that? I've had my own personal uh, life situation uh, around that and have given testimony in regard to it. But that is so the S R A D I D mind control slaves that were written, uh, were, books were written about with, uh, you know, um, uh, folks, you know, you know, uh, like Fritz Springmeyer, etc. Years and years ago. Uh, that's, you know, that that's what they're using to gun down people. So when you see like 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 people being shot at a particular location, these are just their mind control slaves. It's part of Satanic Ritual Abuse Disassociative Identities disorder. It's just how they do it. The Georgia Guidestones are now gone, but uh, there is some rumor flying around out there, haven't been able to verify it, that they're going to be rebuilding them over in Egypt you got the rise of the Islamic, rise of the Islamic uh, Mahdi, or the Messiah, if you will, of the uh, uh, Arabs. And um, and that is, interestingly, if you do a little bit of digging on the Imam Mahdi, you will discover pretty quickly, and I do have audio bites to confirm this, uh, testimonies from people that are, you know, at the top of the uh, food chain when it comes to, you know, uh, this weirdness. And uh, they're, they're very, uh, yeah, this is very extra uh, uh-huh terrestrial to them. Okay, so the arrival of the Imam Mahdi or the 12th Imam or whatnot is an extraterrestrial event. But a lot of people don't realize those things. You have to do some digging in order to understand it. All right, then you've got Operation Garden Plot, which goes all the way back into the 80s, which is, you know, military preparation for the stuff that they're going to be instituting pretty soon upon uh, all of us, upon all of us, uh, if, if God doesn't rescue us before then and i hope and pray in jesus name that he does i was just talking to my sister Marilyn, and she's she's so awake and aware right now now she she doesn't understand all the stuff we're talking about right now but she understands enough to know it's time to boogie you know let's get out of here uh, but uh, you know, she she said, I don't even know how many times in a 30 minute conversation she said, I sure hope we're not going to be here for that. And you know what? I I, I second emotion, hallelujah. Hallelujah! Don't even get me going on 911. If you don't know about 911, then. Well, you, you got some work to do. Um, Northcom. Northcom is, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, they take it for granted or they don't know about it at all. But the very first uh, institution that completely defined Posse Comitatus, which is there would be no United States military on the United States on the the actual property of America. Okay, that was Posse Comitatus. Well, guess what? They just tossed that in the trash. So there is no more Posse Comitatus. They put Northcom as a military facility for the purpose of protecting quote, 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 the United States of America, which basically they determine who's the bad guys, which of course it's us. You know, if you're a Christian or whatever, you're a bad guy because you're not like palling up with the, uh, you know, the uh, these entities that they have uh, t- torturing our kids. Uh, but anyway, so you've got that located over in uh, Colorado Springs. You've got, you know, uh, many major government agencies that have been relocated, if not in entirety, uh, certainly large portions of their Operations have been relocated to the Denver area. No big surprise there, because you got the Denver Airport, which, of course, most of us know has uh, some of the most enormous, gigantic, enormous uh, underground military bases that you could ever imagine uh, in the world, located there. That is, in fact, a meeting uh, facility for the elites when uh, the, the you know the moment comes. And what what is that moment? We don't know. I believe because of com- conversations that I've had with people that God has hooked me up with over the years uh, that, you know, have families that are part of the elites. They're, they're she, they, you know, we're talking about grandpas and grandmas in their families that actually have pagers and stuff, just like out of the movie 2012, where they will be notified that it's time for them to head to the Denver airport and seek shelter because incoming nukes or whatever the case is. According to the lady that I talked to, I haven't spoke to her for years, but she said it was definitely because of nukes all right so who who knows atlantis and Lemuria most of us know that that's just history now uh there's no big surprises associated with the extraterrestrial races that inhabited those places and mirror uh you got the middle East Muslim riots which n- seem to never end but nevertheless right now they seem you know comparatively speaking to the uh to the uh the days gone by uh are relatively well n- not as uh militant quite now right now, as they were uh, during you know the Arab Spring, etc., cetera, et cetera. But nevertheless, it was a big deal a few years ago, and now you got the stuff that's going on in Sudan. Where that stops, nobody knows. Uh, the, of course, the deep underground military bases; those are endless. Public video surveillance cameras are absolutely everywhere. So where you know, back in 2011, when I wrote this article and made this bullet-pointed list of all the things that are on here, uh, and you know, there's a half a dozen, if not two dozen items, maybe more that are 10 times uh, more pervasive and located everywhere than they were even at the time when I wrote this. So, I mean, talk about locking down the global control grid. It is absolutely insane where we are right now. And it's amazing that God is allowed to go as far as it goes. But when you read the end, you know, when you read the book of Revelation, when you understand all of that discourse, when you see how dark everything is supposed to ultimately become, well, guess what? We're, We're on, you know, that journey, and it is certainly happening all around. us. Hallelujah. Um, You've got endless, uh, you know, presidential directives that are out there. Uh, My favorite is NSD, uh, National Security Directive Number 51 for the continuity of government, which has been redacted, uh, you know, uh, to the point where there were actually officials, uh, you know, crying out on C-SPAN. I mean, they were angry uh, about the fact that they didn't get a chance to review it under George W. Bush. And it's... It is my personal opinion that in NSD fifty one are the words that needed to be written to allow them to bring Obama back into the presidency as uh, he as the Antichrist. Really, he'll rise up as the Antichrist first here in the United States, according to a number of incredibly detailed visions that we really should play again. I, I, I think I need to set aside another uh, program to focus on some. Of well, I have quite the collection. Thank you, Jesus. Of uh, you know, Obama is the Antichrist. Uh, testimonies, visions, and dreams. Praise God, and he is. All right, and then the military-industrial complex. No surprises there. Then you get the military extraterrestrial industrial complex. Some pro- some surprises there for a lot of people who don't understand those things, but uh, not for those of us who have been studying it for a period of time. Uh, chemtrails, old news. Um, HARP, a high-frequency high active auroral research project. Most people pay, blame HARP for everything. I do not. I believe that God's judgments do not need HARP, uh, and that there are going to be a lot of things that are going to happen that will not be HARP. But are there, there are those out there that, once they awake, become awakened, they start to think, "Oh, everything is HARP." Okay, every hurricane is being stirred by steered by HARP. Every tornado is created by HARP. And I'm like, no. Uh, you're getting a little bit carried away because then you're taking away from our Heavenly Father. All right, praise God. Magneto-Leviton train systems, Rand Corporation, originally created those, and they are amazing. They can go way faster than, uh, you know, they're like hypersonic missiles, except they travel underground inside of tunnels that are, uh, you know, vacuum tubes. They, they vacuum out all the air, and then uh, they travel against the uh, magnetic uh, pull, but there's no there's no friction. There's no friction, and they're incredibly fast. Mach uh, whatever, and uh, they can go between um, th- these underground train systems can go literally all over the world, and and at and, and it, it speeds that are so many so many times a magnitude faster than anything that can be done above ground. Um, don't even get me going on uh, genetically modified foods or whatever, because boy is that out of control right now. You've got the seed vaults that we're aware of now. Everybody knows about the Svalbard seed seed ball, you know uh a la Bill Gates, and all that kind of creepy awareness, but we can also expect that they probably have seed vaults located all over the place, especially in the deep underground military bases. You've got Terminator seeds that were created by Monsanto, which is one of the most evil companies in the entire world. Thank you very much. And the ones that are above them that own you know stake in them are just as evil and sick and twisted. You've got Codex Elementarius, if you want to dig into that. It's like Agenda 21, but all that stuff is like you know almost a thing of the past now with the Great Reset, which is in play now. They love to change the words to throw people off the scent but at the end of the day it's the same evil and darkness that they've been planning for hundreds of years uh, chip implants alien uh, uh, you know ancient aliens all that stuff you got hidden hidden nukes and Bali micro nukes uh, if you've done any study on that um, underwater pyramids some creepy weirdness there don't get me going on the under deep underground uh, uh, well, well really deep underwater uh, military bases where they have alien buildups and giants and stuff I mean uh, uh, it's all over the world. It's just hidden from us, so-called, if you will. Martial law, UFOs around the sun, hybridized humans, Akhenaten hieroglyphs, uh, pyramid-shaped UFOs. Those are some creepy word things to see when you actually get a chance to see some of the real ones and not some of the faked ones. But anyway, um, weird, really weird. Super soldiers, anybody who understands, you know, um, the born identity, for example, was not made about, it was not, wasn't about stuff that never happened. The born identity and the stuff that they killed Robert Ludlum. I don't know if you're aware of that, but they actually set his house on fire because he found out too much. Uh, He was the author of all the Born Identity series, so if you want to get a little glimpse of some of the stuff that they're already doing and have been doing forever, uh, you know, you can watch those movies and probably have already. Financial Collapse, International Monetary Fund, Super Currency. Well, we can forget about the Super Currency. A lot of people have bought off on the new currency that they're showing everybody out on the internet and saying, look, look, it's a new Super Currency coming out to replace our current no they don't want any currency All right, so whatever people are being shown or seeing out there, they have to understand what the end game is, and the end game is that they don't want anybody to have any cash. Okay, that's part of the control grid. Zechariah Sitchin, disclosure secrecy, corruption of the human genome, we see that happening in real time uh, with the injections from these evil, satanic, just sick, twisted vaccines, hybridized humans, shape-shifting reptilians, perfectly possessed humans. These are basically reptilians. These are humans that have bed extremely powerful demons indeed uh not from this earth uh to take full control of their bodies and uh and they do okay it's part of the ritual ceremonies and you know they think they're getting you know forever life and in fact they're just getting condemned to hell forever uh but they're you know but unfortunately it's too late for them all right, mainstream media UFO reports, that's all over the place. I mean, my goodness, it's like, you know, now that you, you, got, you got the Pentagon, I mean, a whole update to that is that you've got the Pentagon now with their UFO chief, the head guy of UFOs, all things UFOs in the pentagram. I mean, I'm sorry, did I say pentagram? I meant Pentagon. And um, uh, they are, uh, you know, they're coming right out and saying, hey, hey we have a we now have a uh mothership kind of like cruising around in our solar system that's their you know they play it off like a posit like a hypothesis you know like we have reason to believe that now you're full of bunk you know doggone well what's out there and you're just kind of leaking it out so that everybody doesn't you know flop over on the ground and start spazzing the second that it happens because it's coming anytime now thank you jesus and then we're leaving hallelujah um don't even do get me going on WikiLeaks. Don't even get me going on the God Particle. Don't even get me going on any matter accumulators, stargates, wormholes, spirals. What are the spirals? People still get excited about the spirals like the Norway spiral when they see them happening. Um, all I can tell you is that what I was shown is – I'm not saying this is 100% of spirals. But what I was shown uh, was that uh, when a UFO that is in our solar, you know, when it's in our atmosphere here on Earth, when it shoots into a wormhole, when it shoots at faster than light speed outside, you know, from our atmosphere out into outer space, when that occurs, it actually creates a visible spiral. Now, do other things do that? Probably so. I don't know. I don't want to get into it. I don't have time for that. All right, but I can tell you that I have video that I've been, I have been, have seen that I'm – I'm satisfied that it's legit, all right, and that's just final and I don't really care what other people think. Thank you very much. All right, so anyway, um, uh, uh, UFOs around the Sun. I miss BP oil disaster, Peter. I wish he was still around because he was no doubt Bar none the very best at finding the really good, gigantic UFOs around the sun. I, I still have audio or uh, I'm sorry, video bites of some of the work that Peter did while he was still alive on the earth. Uh, the, I have not seen anybody. Do anything that stands you know up to up to his work at all lately, which is I think It's a bummer. It's a bummer to me. I want to be able to see those things, and unfortunately it takes somebody like that that guy, Peter BP Oil Disaster, who, you know, he dedicated his time. Every living, breathing moment of his life after work was dedicated to staring through Stereo A and Stereo B telescopes so he was able to find the big UFOs around the sun. Hybridized humans, anybody who understands the alien problem that we have on Earth and the hybridization of human beings. Uh, you know, wow. I have uh, like an hour and a half worth of audio bites um, from experts on that subject. It's another thing that we could talk about on this program and probably will at some point if we're still stuck here. Um, super soldiers. Um, let me see. What else is here? What did I miss? Um, perfectly possessed humans. We kind of touched upon that. when they're Once they're reptilians, it's over. Game over. Uh, vibrational shifts. Mainstream media UFO reports. CERN accelerator, WikiLeaks, God particle, any matter, accumulators, UFOs in the earth's atmosphere. It just goes on and on and on. You've got, uh, the earth wobbling. We already know about that kind of stuff. We know about the eccentricity of the moon around the sun and the Ioria white papers that were pro- published on Cornell university. Thank you, Jesus. Ecumenical religious initiatives have moved to a whole nother level. And, uh, you know, what is it called? The Abrahamic something, something, something that they're doing over there. So that's in full, that's in full swing. Uh, the poll shifts are in progress. When it will happen, only God knows. It is definitely identified in our Bible. Uh, praise God. 501-3C's church controls have not been interlocked into complete uh, lockdown, but we've already seen a little bit of that with the pandemic dynamics. Uh, Pleiadian cosmic visitations, it's no longer just Pleiadians, it's everybody. It's the, whole, and it's the whole armada of alien beings. Indigo children, star children, rise of the New Age beliefs, that is... Is out of control and has been forever. Energy orb, light workers, ecumen- ecumenical. Ter- or, I'm sorry, economic turmoil, which by the way is out of control because right now we see, as we all are, ought to be aware of, a, a very, very carefully controlled implosion of the financial of the Western financial system, which is all inclusive. It includes Canada, America, uh, you know, uh, Australia, New Zealand, um, uh, the European Union. Uh, at a minimum, and who knows how much more um poisons and pan- pine and this would be uh uh uh, uh dr joy Jeffrey's pew favorite pineal gland destruction and i also ended it by saying welcome to the protocols of the learned elders of lucifer praise god thank you jesus and it is not not a fun thing to have to go through folks but we are in the middle of it and on that note let's go ahead and enter into the news right kids you ready all right All right, kids, kids, hold on a second, hold on a second. Let me turn off this light here because it's, like, blinding me. Ah, that's much better. Oh, okay, praise God, thank you, Jesus. All right, kids, ready? Okay, kids, what do you get if you cross a stereo and a refrigerator? A fridge. A stereo and a fridge. What do you get? Very cool music. (laughs) Very cool music. Stereo and a fridge. All right, praise God. All right, kids. Kids, what did the skunk say when the wind changed? It's all coming back to me now. (laughs) Eek. (laughs) That doesn't sound very good. All right, kids, one more. Kids, what kind of math do birds love? What kind of math do birds love? Algebra. Get it? Algebra. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so you guys are okay with that? If you're okay with it, I'm okay with it. And one more, kids. Here's an extra one for you. Kids, why do ice cream cones always carry an umbrella? There's always a chance of sprinkles.
3: <laughs>
1: kids, what do you think? Come on. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And on that note, here is uh, former vice president of Pfizer. His name is Dr. Mike Yeadon. Okay, and let's listen to what Dr. Mike Yeadon has to say about uh, the weird, creepy stuff that we're seeing happening around the world today. All right, let's pull this up and start it forward.
6: We're in the middle of an ongoing crime. I have no idea how long it's going to last. I think it's, I'm convinced that it will be the biggest crime in history. Uh, It's global, uh, it has the intent of control, removing everybody's freedom, and I personally think will involve killing further millions, if not billions of people. That makes it a pretty big competitor for the title Worst Crime in History. It is long planned. Uh, I won't bore you with the details, but I've definitely come across information that shows that the components of the deceit that they've used, you know, PCR, uh, exaggerated PCR testing, uh, the use of fear-based messaging through the media. This has been rehearsed by militaries and the people we might think of as the spooks for at least 25 years and possibly longer. So it's long planned, very serious. Here's the thing: while I'm calling you to on, it's not going to return to the old normal. One, that's never their intention. So it's not going to happen passively because it's not is isn't an actual phenomenon that's gonna wear off. They're not going to allow it to return to normal. So if you comply with this tyranny, it will end with the loss of your liberty and probably your life. Uh, the supply chains uh, that move materials, uh, uh, raw materials and finished goods around the world are being sawn through on a global scale. You've only got to look at where the shipping is, where it should be and where it actually is. And terrifyingly, the same is happening to food production, worldwide food and fertilizer production. It's in the wrong place. It's deliberate. They're smashing the means of manufacturing enough calories to keep 7.8 billion people alive. And, you know, where do you think that's going to end? Well, the answer is mass mass starvation uh, war, global migration. That's that's what's going to happen if you and everybody else choose to do nothing at all. Uh, Also economic destruction. We can see happening around us. Interest rates will rise on the back of huge debt that will just cause mass bankruptcies, rolling recessions, depressions, things like that. And I would also imagine loss of confidence in the very thing called money. So, any savings you've got, I think they'll just vanish. Literally, people will just say, I no longer trust Sterling. I don't want to accept it. And so, all your savings are worth nothing. So, if you wait, I believe it will be too late. I think you already know that I'm broadly telling you something that's closer to the reality than what government's telling me. Uh, But I believe that we can head off the worst crimes in history by actively withdrawing our consent and and definitely not accepting these uh, digital ID for any reason, any reason. If you accept it, they they will sweep over us. Um, And so just in the last few words, I implore you to get involved, to use some of what I and others are saying to you Uh, Be brave, actually. You have to be brave now and risk embarrassment um, and recruit other people to this cause, and we can roll them over.
1: All right, so again, that is the testimony of Dr. Mike Yeadon, who is a former vice president of Pfizer, which, as we know, is one of the satanic epicenters of all things evil on the earth. All right, so praise God, thank you, Jesus. Um, And what's fascinating, really, when you think about it, is that Dr. Um, Yeadon here, in his um, testimony or whatnot, Warning video. Basically what he did, probably without even realizing it, is he described everything that Jesus described, okay, uh, in the Olivet Discourse, particularly when you overlay the Olivet Discourse, Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13, over the top of Revelation chapter 6, which of course has, uh, you know, front and center. Uh behold a black horse and is you know and and we, we know very quickly after reading it that you know if an ephod of barley or wheat cost a day's wages, e.g. a denarius, then we are talking about clearly a global financial collapse. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, and that is in progress. Thank you, Father. All right now. This here is a the testimony of another expert. Um uh I believe it's Peter Onge, uh PhD, but uh, I think I'm pretty sure it is. Uh and um and I'm just gonna go ahead and play this for you. Now what this is is a little bit of a warning from an expert. I was wondering about this. I mean, quite frankly, I was a little bit wondering about why there aren't more people coming out and stating. Um, I don't want to reuse the word state, but stating the state of the economic situation with clarity. You have a lot of people that are, you know, they touch upon it. They say that, you know, they, I've, I've seen comments about controlled demolition of the banking system. I agree with that. It's very controlled and very careful. You know, they're not allowing it to turn into a total. They don't want panic to break out. And that's, because they want to exhibit control over the population. Now, they are going to institute or do everything that they need to do for civil war to break out, but they will be very, very prepared for that when it occurs. So what does that mean? It means that they will have United Nations troops that are lined up and at the ready. And when the civil war and people start, you know, when all that mass insurrection craziness starts to happen across the country, which will be happening, you know, very much like France is going on right now, very much like other countries are going through right now. It's going to be brought to the United States for real. It's going to be a big deal. A lot of people are going to die, and um, they want to be ready for that. They want to be able to go in and scoop up the mess, uh, control it to some degree, and then institute a you know a 1984 uh, Orwellian control grid around the you know. And what else is going to be combined with this? We don't know. We do know that we have queued up a nuclear, a ground-based nuclear bomb. For Chicago, which is going to jettison the United States, is going to be the next Pearl Harbor, and that is going to jettison the United States into World War III, and there will be no returning from that dynamic. Okay, so that'll be that'll be the kickoff event for the Fourth Seal, and um, and it will it will be steamrolling the world directly into the Sixth Seal, which is the Day of the Lord. Praise God, thank you, Jesus. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to this guy, Peter Ange, a Ph.D. He's an expert in finance. Financial, you know, in economics. And he's going to talk to us a little bit about his take on where we are today by comparison to the banking crisis of 2008. Okay. And it, what he has to say is, uh, well, kind of eye-opening, if you ask me. So let's go ahead and bring him up. All right. Waiting for it to, there we go. All right. Here we go. Wait a minute.
5: Jerome Powell told America the quote, U.S. banking. Just hours after Fed Chairman Jerome Powell told America the, quote, U.S. banking system is sound and resilient, it fell off a cliff. As major regional lender PacWest collapsed over 50% in aftermarket. And so, paired with the collapse of First Republic last weekend, by assets, the 2023 bank collapse has now officially exceeded the 2008 collapse with apparently a lot more to come from this very sound and resilient banking system of ours. Even the bottom feeders are slinking off as Toronto Dominion, Canada's second biggest bank, just scrapped plans to buy First Horizon out of Memphis, putting First Horizon and its $80 billion in deposits on the hospice list, its shares plunging 52% on the day. As I mentioned the other day, what's scary here is that going by 2008, the early collapses are only the beginning. The screaming prelude to an extinction-level culling of banks crawling off to die. In raw numbers, the 25 U.S. banks that collapsed in 2008 were followed by a drumbeat totaling 440 banks in the following four years. That's 110 per year compared to two per year pre-crisis. So we haven't even begun to see what's coming. The other day I mentioned interest rate hikes typically take 12 to 18 months to really hit the economy, and we're barely six months in. So lining up against the 2008 crisis implies the real storm is not even hitting for another year. These are the first breezes of a coming hurricane, and yet here we are. Meanwhile, we've got an article today from London's Financial Times by Krishna Guha, his former executive VP of the New York Fed, that's the part of the Fed that actually runs the show, saying European banks could be in serious trouble given they face the exact same problems U.S. banks do, thanks to the European Central Bank running the exact same playbook the Fed did. Hike till it breaks. Pray for a miracle." In fact, the EU is even more dependent on regular banks, given their shriveled non-bank sector. By some measures, banks are almost twice as big relative to their economies. And going by 2008, those banks are in even worse shape than U.S. banks. Even though 2008 was entirely made in America by our insane housing policies, it collapsed the largest bank in Switzerland, the venerable U.K. bank Lloyds, founded 1765, and Royal Bank of Scotland, founded 1727, and it collapsed some of the largest banks in Germany, Holland, Belgium, Ireland, Portugal, and Spain. That domino collapse in Europe ultimately led to a sovereign crisis that countries like Greece never fully recovered from. Now, given EU financial stresses are far higher than in 2008, partly for their suicidal, environmental, and deindustrialization policies, Europe could once again ride America's clown show straight off a cliff. Ernest Hemingway once wrote, there are two ways to go bankrupt, gradually, then suddenly. It is looking like suddenly is getting a whole lot faster. Okay, we'll be watching. See you next time. All right. Praise God.
1: So, um, uh, you know, according to this particular expert, um, who obviously knows what's going on, and, and actually, ironically, as dumb as I am about finances, he echoes what the things that I was already personally thinking were going on. Uh, so, uh, yep, It's a controlled demolition dynamic. It is happening in slow motion. Only people that are experts in the banking industry and are watching the numbers would know about these things and also be coming forward and warning mankind that this is not just a local problem here in the United States, but it is a global problem. And the question I have, which I don't have the answer for is to what degree that's going to suck the, um, Uh, you know, BRICS nations down with them. You know, I mean, sometimes when the water pressure of the toilet that you're flushing is powerful enough, it can, you know, suck down with it, uh, you know, uh, economies that are otherwise relatively impervious to the impact. Okay. So I, what I don't know is I don't know about that stuff. I don't know how separate or separated uh, Uh, The BRICS Nation's uh, monetary uh, infrastructure is, uh, you know, and whether or not it is utterly disconnected from that big, giant, swirly, whirly toilet of going down the tubes kind of thing that we see happening right now. All right, praise God. But it's all in alignment with the Holy Bible. It's all in alignment with what we know is coming. It's all in alignment with, you know, I mean, come on. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Like I said, I am glad that I finally had a conversation because uh, it's not normally, that's not normal. Not normal,
2: okay? It's not normal. It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, wrong. It's not normal. This is de- Serving.
1: It is not normal for me to have a 30-minute conversation with my sister up in uh, uh, East Berlin, Pennsylvania, and have her say probably four times during the conversation, I sure hope we're not around here for that, you know, acknowledging that she is aware, of course, of the things that we're talking about right now to some degree, uh, but also highly awake and aware to the fact that it... in your walk, where you realize it ain't slowing down. When you realize, you know, because I can tell you churchianity as a general rule is more a inclined to say things, or has been historically more inclined to say things along the lines of oh well, Donald Trump's going to come back and everything's going to be just fine. Oh well, this, that, and the other thing. God's got it. this is under control. God's got this. Yes, he's got I'm like, yeah, he's got it all right. I mean, for the last three years, he's been sitting back watching the world fall into you know, a, a deeper, darker, more Satanic cesspool than I mean, it says in Ecclesia 7 verse 14 it makes it very clear that even the bad things when they come are ultimately being allowed to have happen on the earth because our father has made a choice and so we are in a place right now where it is reasonable given the olivet discourse given what it says in the book of revelation etc to um estimate that at, at least at this time at this time for and for the last three years our heavenly father has not injected star prevented, hindered any of the forces of darkness from moving forward with their sinister, sick, twisted, evil plan. In fact, it's growing, and it's, and it's getting more and more in our face, which I think ultimately when you look at people being saved and the salvation of souls is actually a good thing because when it awakes somebody and they say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, this sounds like stuff that I heard about in the Bible. When they make that connection between what is happening empirically across the world versus what is in the Bible, That is invaluable. And there will be salvation. There will be souls that are saved for all of eternity on account of our Father's mercy in allowing these things to creep up on us real slow. Now, of course, to those of us who have been awake and aware for 12 years, it's almost like a type of uh, sociological torture. We don't want to have to watch all these things happen. We don't want to be, you know, I mean, who would? You would have to be kind of like not exactly tied together very tightly to really want to be here knowing the stuff that we know about. Okay, you know, it's a huge, huge burden. But anyway, praise God. We just got to keep on singing his praises. We got to keep our heads down. It doesn't mean we're not going to be attacked. It doesn't mean our families aren't going to come against us. It doesn't mean that we're not going to be exactly what the, you know, the Olivet Discourse warned us about. It doesn't mean that we're not going to go through. I mean, we're subject to the whole enchilada of ugly. We are. It's up to our Heavenly Father when he decides he's going to I don't know, send that big copper ball spaceship, you know, and maybe get us out of here. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Well, I'm hoping. But anyway, um, next one up. Praise God. Let's go ahead and go into the heart of the news.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong! Uh, wrong! Not this is me! Game over. All right,
1: praise God. So we're going to you know, put a move on here because we don't want to hold up, Brother Gary. Uh, a. Smith reports on Twitter. He says, today, Bakhmut is denotified officially. Uh, and they're saying that the remaining eight city blocks that were cut off have been taken. So, um, And they go on and give you a few details. But for those of you who have been following along with the stuff going on over in the Ukraine, Bakhmut, for whatever reason... For whatever reason, I'm not – that ain't my thing, but Bakhmut was a pivotal town, uh, I, and most of the, quote, experts on that subject it believe that the reason it was so pivotal and has been going on since November is because uh, it has major supply routes and roads that go all the way into Kiev, so it's a big deal. Anyway, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see what comes of whatever. I mean, things over there – are out of control, weird, creepy, drones, Kremlin, you know, threats, unbelievable. Uh, and you know what? And so far, nothing. It's almost like U-corn corn, corn, uh, uh, Cornelius uh, tossing his little pickaxe up in the air and, and picking it up and go, nothing. And you know it it is something, but it's kind of nothing, really, when you think about you know World War III. In the scope of World War III, you know the entities of darkness have been trying as hard as they can to to push Russia into full-blown World War III. And thus far. Nothing. All right. Next one up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Former CIA officer says the decision of the drone attack in the Kremlin was made by the United States. All I can say is
4: you're good.
1: Thanks, Captain Obvious. I was on a totally different track. Another headline reads the IEA issues global gas warning. So again, once again, we're all hearing over over and over and over again all over the world. Natural gas, liquid natural gas is supposedly at risk, the supply lines. And it it may not sound like it's highly impactful, but let me tell you something, folks. If that supply line ever gets completely cut off, the ugly that's going to happen is going to be beyond words. Okay, next one up. Ukraine-Russian war live. United Nations warning over – I'll give this one a try. Nuclear station. Did I do do a good job? I don't know. Kids, what do you think? Was that a good job? (laughs) Uh, okay. Zaporizhzhia or something, whatever. It's the big one. It's the Gigandamundus uh, nuclear power plant. So anyway, um, there's a lot of fuss over that because, you know, essentially the RF has taken over that facility. And there's all kinds of speculation about what they might also find there that is, you know, along the lines of the biolabs and all that other stuff except nuclear nature. All right. Next one up. United Nations state to issue fines for celebrating World War II victory over the Nazis. So we got the Estonian folks that are saying, hey, if you even talk about World War II or any of the Nazis or any of that kind of stuff and blah, 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 we're going to throw you in jail. So there's all kinds of weirdness going on like that. And that's just the that's the tip of the iceberg. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. The United States is fueling a breakdown of the France, Germany, and capitalizing on a weak Europe. Okay. And it goes on to say the actions of the United States have been fueled division between France and Germany, both of which are throws to domestic turmoil. And it just goes on and on. And it's not just those two countries. It's all over Europe. It's absolute insanity. You've got a lot of people that are part of NATO right now that are discussing openly about completely divorcing themselves from the hegemony of the United States of Babylon the Great. Good for them! Alright, next one up. Police given the go-ahead to use force against those who have surrendered. And this is getting really bad, folks. But basically, whatever you've seen, Expected to get ten times worse. Next one up, blast rocks uh, Russia, annex Crimea as sirens blare across the Ukraine. So again, there's c- continuous false flag operations going on. Much fuss taking place over there. What's it going to turn into? Well, thus far, it appears like not much is gonna change. As soon as he bring in more equipment, Russian Federation blows it up. As soon as he bring in more people, the Russian Federation blows it up. As soon as he do this, Russian Federation blows it up. There's no, there's been real. Really, no change. I mean, do you, you think a couple of fifteen-dollar drones bumping into the top of the, you know, Kremlin is going to make any difference? Uh, whatever. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Mass shooting uh, in Texas uh, mall claims eight lives. Uh, so we got all this, you know, satanic ritual abuse, dissociative di- identity disorder, mind control slave weirdness going on, and they're not going to slow down. Make a note. They're not going to slow down. Next one up. My BBC News reports Ukraine war. Mad panic as Russia evacuates all the towns everywhere around the nuclear power plant, which I will try to once again zap or there you go. Hey, the, the only thing that you need to know. Is it humongous? All right. It's one of the largest ones in the world. All right. Next one up. Exposé reports. The government data prov- uh, proves that COVID vaccines take five months to kill. So, you know, just look, if you've done it, if you've taken it, it's all right. Don't worry about it. The blood of Jesus will heal you. Get on your knees pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, please, I beseech you, I plead the blood of Jesus to enter into my blood and to completely purify me of all toxins, anything. In the mighty name of Jesus, it says in Luke 10, verse 19, that nothing shall by any means hurt you. It says the same thing, you will ingest anything, it will be by no means hurt you. In Mark 16, 16, 17, and 18, hallelujah, stand on the promises of the Bible and do not worry god can purify anything the blood of jesus can purify anything thank you jesus next one up maryland democrat governor signs bill enshrining abortion and protecting transgender drug and surgical treatment for minors so it looks like we know where one of the hypersonic nuclear missiles will be landing in this country next one up injections heading toward the earth after massive solar eruption. Another headline, after snow, now extreme heat causes the Mississippi River to overflow and is flooding towns. That's a pretty common uh, theme, unfortunately, over the last several years. Next one up. Apple, Google, teaming up to better track your movements under the claim of providing you more security, which is kind of like the Patriot Act. The more that you have the Patriot Act, the more they go after the Patriots. Patriot Act. Go after Patriots. Patriot Act. Go after Patriots. Patriot Act. Go after Patriots. They turn everything upside down. Wow. The book of Isaiah doesn't joke around. Next one up. European Union state uh, looking to outlaw pro-Russian views. Don't you dare say anything positive about Russia. And on that note, let's go ahead and bring on Brother Gary Wayne. Praise
4: Jesus. Here we go.
1: God. Brother Gary, are you there?
4: I am, and uh, so happy to be back with you again tonight, and uh, looking forward to uh, uh, hopefully an interesting uh, discussion, not really a discussion, but a little bit about my book and an appropriate chapter to the uh, headlines that you were talking about tonight.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Apropos is the word (laughs) of the day. But anyway... (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> thank you so much for
1: joining us, Gary. It is
3: amazing
1: the synergy that uh, is lining up here as far as uh, empirical events across the world and how it just literally is pulling chapters of your book right out into into uh, reality for us all. So God bless you, brother. Thank you for joining us so
4: much. Well, thank you. And, uh, you know, what I write about in my book is uh, essentially, you know, based on what's in the Bible. And then I add, what the spurious forces are believing and what they intend to do. So it should start to line up if there's accuracy in my book and, uh, you know, there's accuracy in the Bible. So uh, not that I'm going to compare my book to the Bible in any such way, but tonight's chapter, we're going to talk about is chapter 42. And uh, it's the sign of Noah. And it is uh, one of the transition Chapters I have in the middle section of the book where I go from ancient history and prehistory and I link it into some end time prophecy. And then from there, I go forward back into a little bit deeper in history and the start of those secret societies and start talking about uh, how they built this current conspiracy and then I wind my way back into prehistory using their belief system so that people are fully understanding of who they are and what they believe and what I like to tell people is that it's not necessary that you believe what they believe in fact I don't want you to believe what they believe what's important is is they believe it and what they're doing with that belief system and that's what we have to be aware of, because that directly impacts us, and we can see the fruit of that belief system exploding before our faces today in the in, in the daily headlines. And so, the sign of Noah is a sign that was provided to us by Jesus, the Word of God, the Spirit of Prophecy, the one who is answering the questions to the disciples. What will be the signs of your coming what you know what are the main events and how do we know it would be at hand and so he goes through it in a very chronological order and provides the basis of the template for end time prophecy and my view and my approach is that you place all prophecy around what jesus said but not vice versa so What Paul would have written was very, very important and very, very good, but it does not define what Jesus said. It adds to what Jesus said. What Jesus said defines what all the other prophets said. And if we get that right, we get rid of the contradictions in end-time prophecy. And so the sign of Noah is part of three overarching signs, as I like to call it, for the end-time oration that Jesus provides. And there's three of them, as I mentioned, and the first one comes early and it deals with the other two in a significant, intimate way and as part of all of the signs that are set down by Jesus. And so these are the beginnings of sorrows, the beginning of the birth birth pains as you take that back to the Greek meaning and you line that up with Old Testament prophecy. And that means events that are happening more often as you get closer to the birthing and stronger in its intensity and so we get that with tribulation we get that with all of the events that Jesus describes and those four events are wars rumors of war pestilence pandemic and earthquakes and these are the same catastrophes that are recorded in revelation 6 where you get 25 percent destruction it's the same catastrophes that are in the trumpet blasts, where you get 33% destruction. And it's the same catastrophes that are in the wrath bowls in the last year of the last seven years. And it would destroy 100% of everything that's left unless Jesus stepped in. Otherwise, all flesh would be, would be slain. Everything would be destroyed. So when we understand that we have to overlay that onto all of the different signs that Jesus is talking about, that things get progressively worse and stronger and, and more horrific as we go, and that then we add into the next two overarching signs, which would be the fig tree generation, which means a specific generation where all of these events would happen and would get stronger as they go following the overarching signs, and that this generation would not pass away without all of those events happening and that the earth will pass away but his words will never pass away it's that firm it's that clear and so there's a specific generation and we're going to talk about that sort of parallel generation to what we're into today in the noah generation and that's the third overarching sign is that it will be like the days of Noah. And so we're going to talk about that sign. We're going to talk about the parallels to the Noah generation. And we're going to talk about a subject the church would like to wish away for the most part. And I just want to leave it at violence and godlessness. And uh, that's certainly part of it. And those are the two main proponents to what sort of feeds the uh, the sorrows the godlessness as in worshiping other gods as in mysticism as in anti-god anti-christian anti-israel anti-word anti-holy spirit as in the antichrist and that whole belief system and that out of that comes the catastrophes and so these are contrived catastrophes for the most part I think Not for the most part, I think they actually are all contrived by their belief system. So it's important to understand the full context of the sign of Noah, not just sort of limit it to something that just sounds normal day to day, although you could make a comparison as every day goes by, we get to be as unnormal as in the days of Noah. And I think we're going to see that clearly tonight. So I'm going to read the opening Verse that I use in chapter 42, and I chose the Luke version of it because it has another interesting connection, which links the first apocalypse with the second apocalypse. So, in the book of uh, uh, Luke, uh, in 17:26 to 30, it says, "Just as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man." People were eating, drinking and marrying and given away in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. So you have an apocalypse by water and you have an apocalypse of fire that that is coming. And in this extended version from what Matthew and Mark talk about, and I like to overlay the additional details of Mark and Luke onto Matthew as sort of the master template because then it gives you the complete story fairly easily. You have this addition to the days of of Noah, and so that we can understand as the days of Lot as well. And so, and what was happening in the days of Lot, and what was happening in Sodom, and the crimes that were happening there, that they were similar, and the same kinds of things, so more than just violence, and more than just godlessness. It was a mystical city run by giants. And it is a parallel story in terms of what is not to happen and to run rampant on Earth uh, until the time is ordained, and that's the end time. And so it is a, an example for generations as to what will happen when that type of behavior, that type of culture engulfs the whole world and swallows up every almost all of the good people. But there are survivors in both, and that's one of the good things in the story. So not a lot, but there's survivors in each. So we need to factor in that scripture builds on each it it itself. It builds on its prophecies. The information that is in the old testament is relevant to the New Testament and vice versa. And that we need to understand the Bible in its in its entire context not that it's being taught that way in churches today because they leave out prehistory and they leave out prophecy and so there's so much context and so many unanswered questions for people that it is not going to help the flock the saints just when we need the church leaders the most so one of the reasons why we do what we do is just getting this research in, into your hands. And so one of the verses we need to understand that overrides the whole biblical story is if Ecclesiastes 9, where I'll just sort of paraphrase it, where it says what has happened will happen again. Nothing is new under the sun. We see repeating types of things. And so the end time events have been repeated, repeated before the flood, repeated after the flood, after the flood, not as intense and to the same fulfillment, but in like manner. And so we will see this happening again as to what happened before the flood. And when you understand that nothing is new under the sun, it should send chills up your spine. It should make your hair stand up and go gray instantaneously. It is that, that horrific what was going on in the days of Noah and in the days of Lot and those days are coming to us in the fig tree generation or the Noah generation as the sign of Noah so we have this prophecy of the sign of Noah as an overarching sign and it's a sign that and an understanding that the disciples would know intimately Christians have not been taught properly the context, the full context of the Bible, so it's easy to slough over this. But these words were chosen very specifically, and one would expect from the Word of God that everything would be perfect and things would line up and that they should ring bells with people when certain terms are are used, and in this case, the days of Noah. And there's a passage in Genesis 9.29 that lines up with the three different versions of the days of Noah in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and that's in 9.29 and 9.28. So it says in 9.29, all the days of Noah were 950 years. The days of Noah, 950 years, one generation. Uh, so it was a little bit longer than what it is today because it was limited to 120 after Noah was born in Genesis 6-3. And in 928, it says, after the flood, Noah lived 350 years. Now, these, is the, these are the exact same words, the days of Noah. Written down in Greek in the New Testament, translated into English, and they match up perfectly with the Hebrew in Genesis 9:29 and translated into English we're to learn about the days of Noah so some people might think well that's like maybe a day or several days or maybe even a year as it's known in prophetic allegory or maybe in days as in more than one year is in two years as it's used in prophetic allegory as times are but it's it's more than that because those words tells us this is a full generation in Genesis nine twenty eight, and we get a similar linking of of importance to these days of Noah in Second Peter chapter two four through nine, and it says something to the effect that all the, the angels that were not spared were cast in chains into the abyss, into hell, and reserved for judgment. And only Noah was spared like Lot. So again, we get this connection of Second Peter talking about a time when the angels... Uh, were not spared for their crimes. They're put in, j- in chains, put into the abyss, and reserved for judgment. And this is happened in akin to what happened in the days of Noah and the days of Lot. So one expects that there would have been probably from that passage, angels chained up both before and after the flood. The first incursion of giants, the second incursion of giants by implication. And in First Peter 3, 18 through 22, Jesus, when he was in the grave after being crucified, he preached to uh, the spirits in prison, to the disobedient angels who were in the days of Noah. The days of Noah, exact same language, exact same type of crimes and sins talked about in Genesis 6, 1 through 4 in the preamble to the flood. And as what Second Peter is talking about and lines up perfectly with Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 17. This is not a coincidence. And we would we should not dismiss what Jesus said. Every word he said was chosen perfectly. And if we little, dig a little bit deeper into the meaning of days, that comes from the Hebrew word Yom. It's number 3117 in the uh, Strong's uh, Concordance, and it can mean a day, it can mean days, it can mean years, but it also can mean a generation and a lifetime, as in the days of Claudius Caesar, as it's used in Acts 7-5, that's in the reign of Caesar, it is as in... Uh, Genesis 3.14, the days of your life, a full generation, in this case, 950 years for Noah. And Luke 4.25, the days of David, the life of David. That term days of somebody is used over and over and over in the Bible to mean his generation. And we know he lived 600 years before the flood and he lived 350 years after the flood. And there were giants on both sides of the flood. And we know there's both giants. We've talked about that throughout the chapters and shows previous. You have the giants before the flood of the Nephilim, and you have the Rephaim after the flood. And the Rephaim were kings of the and Pentapolis, as we've talked about in past shows. And also in the time of Jesus, this term is used. In Luke 1.5, the days of Herod, the lifetime of Herod. So these are the days of Noah and the events that happened and surrounded Noah before the flood and then after the flood. And we need to learn about that because all of the events are similar to the days of Noah. And we shouldn't be surprised at this because if we look at end time revelation, we have all sorts of violence just as the general understanding is but it's more than just violence it ends up like in complete destruction so it's very much floodlight we have godlessness so much so it's going to be a world universal religion trying to make all christians in israel disappear from the face of the earth so there will be this massive godlessness and it's going to have an antichrist ruler just as nimrod was like that and with his Babel or Babylon religion as sort of another example for the end days and the allegories that surface in the book of Revelation that reflect that and that all of this is going to happen throughout this fig tree generation and get stronger with the birth pangs as as we get closer so we need to understand about the mystery religion that was the organizational structure that was used to um, turn the whole world away from God. We need to understand the violence as they were going to destroy the whole world and the genocides that they were imposing on humankind to ensure that they wouldn't be, in an attempt to ensure that they would not be raised up like angels in the future time. And so this is the sign that we need to understand very, very clearly. Because in the book of Revelations, we get these great and mighty men. It's sort of a cognate term for, um, it comes from uh, Magus and Magistanis for the gibbereen royal bloodlines that are talked about in, in the Old Testament. We get demons talked about in the book of Revelation. We get fallen angels talked about in the book of Revelation. We get wars in heaven talked about. In the book of Revelation and these are all the players that were active in the days of Noah and they're going to be active again so when people try and just limit this understanding it is not doing any sort of help to preparing Christians for what is coming because we can't imagine it it is that awful and that's why your hair should stand straight up and go gray you do not want to go through it, but if we are indeed in the fig tree generation, like I suspect we are, then we are going to have to go through much of this, and we can hope for and pray for an early tribulation, but we need to prepare in case that isn't the case. And so that when we look at this Noah generation, it is central, uh, and it's very central to understanding end time prophecy it's it's an overarching sign that jesus provided we ought not to dismiss it and it's perplexing that we do but that's a world prepared for deception that's a world swimming in polytheism that is a world ready for to be a specific generation as the book of timothy talks about in the end time it is a time when the flood and Noah have been relegated to fictional mythology and fully supported as such by the modern church, who, as I mentioned, is not preparing people for what is coming because they don't teach prehistory and they don't teach prophecy for the most part. And so all of this, we're going, you're going to have to learn, we're going to have to learn, and we're going to have to educate other people ourselves and so all of this is happening when we need to understand this the most at the time when the church probably has its strongest calling since the jerusalem church and the persecution then this may even be a stronger calling it's going to fail or the jerusalem church did not fail The modern church will, but of course the saints, the ones who do hold on to the testimony of Jesus through all of this deception, they will prove even better, I think, than the saints and the first fruits of the Jerusalem church. So this is a time that we need to understand, we need to communicate in intelligent ways about what's going on, just like the headlines that were broadcast tonight that's how we get people's attention we need to get them focused and connecting the dots and so second peter three six to ten talks about what the polytheists believe in the end time and the polytheists polytheists believe that we are moving into and have moved into the age of aquarius starting in 2012 and at this end, it's 2,360 years long, but sometime in this period, early on in the period, we just don't know how early on from their belief system, it's not very specific, is that this world will be destroyed by fire. And from the Hindu sort of version, it's the god Shiva, the destroyer god, the Abad and the Apollyon, that wants to destroy this world to start anew, because that's how renewal is done, is through utter destruction, which is why they're the destroyer gods in that um, people sort of say, well, the rainbow is the sign of Noah, and that there's never going to be a flood. That's true, but we're going to have uh, destruction by fire. And I think 2 Peter 3, 6 to 10 outlines that pretty darn well, as do all of the catastrophes that are talked about in the book of Revelation and other end-time prophecy, whether Old or New Testament. And it says in 2 Peter, it says, but... uh, But there will be fire in the end time like Sodom. So just as Jesus linked that and Luke diligently recorded, it's going to be like that destruction destruction and for the same kinds of sins that were done at Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities of the plain and before the flood. It is same kind of sins, same kinds of destruction and both were linked so that it would become obvious that we would understand what Jesus was talking about. And certainly the disciples did. And probably I would suspect the early church and right up to about the last hundred years or so until the great brainwashing started to begin on mass. And it will only get stronger. So what happened in the days of Noah before and after the flood is what we need to learn about and all of those details. And that giants were created. Both the Nephilim and the Rephaim and the gods walked amongst us back then. As fallen angels who rule this world, as they still do today, and just as Satan is the prince of this world and they have their council of gods in Psalms 82, ruling over the seven archa-original nations, both before and after the flood, and all the branch nations that come out of those 70. And they're going to walk amongst us again. Revelation... And Jesus tells us this. And when there's power shaken in heaven, that is referring to a specific rank of angel, in my opinion. And God's walked not only amongst us, but then they were taken away. And that's going to happen at the end time as well, that um, that they will be sent to the lake of fire, as Matthew 25 talks about. And if we want to understand both sides of the flood, we have to understand the polytheist history of parent gods before the flood, which were put into the abyss. Gods like, uh, and I'll name a few, like Anu, the father of Anki and Onlil, Kronos, the father of Zeus. Um, Gods like that are the parent gods, as in Kronos or as in El father of Baal. And then the offspring gods are like Baal. They're like Osiris. They're like Zeus. They're like uh, Anil and Anki. They're like Indra out of the Hindu pantheon. They they ruled shortly after the flood. But they also went to the abyss. And this is the Balim that's talked about in the Bible. Baal had the council of gods as the leader. He took over from El on Mount Hermon And those Balim who did the same crimes as their parents did also went to the abyss after the flood in terms of how you reconcile how they created them, why they're talked about, why they're different, and why they're no longer here. But that they did walk amongst humans after the flood. They will again. And we know that we have a release of fallen angels in Revelation 9 the ones that went to the the abyss prison, and whatever else walks out with them. And we also know that after the war in heaven at the midpoint of the last seven years, Satan and all of his angels are thrown down to the earth. So they're going to walk amongst humankind in full view in similar ways in the Great Tribulation. And if all of that happens, one should expect we're going to have some sort of connection with the giant's by either through descendants, uh, ones that somehow survived, some perhaps being recreated, uh, and somehow, some way, it's gonna be completely like the days of Noah. We should anticipate that. We may not wanna see what these giants look like if they're still surviving, or if they're being recreated, or it could be demonic possession of the disembodied spirits of the giants that are in cloned bodies or some sort of oiketerians, a dwelling place created for the spirit so that it can interact in the physical world. Or maybe it's all of the above. We need to be prepared for this because, you know, in in Psalms 21, it talks about uh, this race of the terrible ones that are going to be destroyed in the wrath. Uh, and taken away from the seed of humankind. And in Deuteronomy 2.43, we have the descendants or the kings of the last empire, but likely the descendants from the beast empires who are going to intermingle their seed with humankind. There are two races, uh, perhaps more, and we will see them again in the days of Noah because it's going to be like that. And it's going to, we're going to see things, if we're here, that we can't imagine, and they, it will be absolutely horrific. And in the days of Noah, in the Antediluvian Age, it was destroyed because of the evil and the violence, and that the earth was corrupt. Genesis uh, talks about this quite clearly. And that corruption is the Hebrew word shekat, spoil, ruin, decay, pervert, destroy. That's what's going to happen in this generation. So all the plants and the animals and the humans, their DNA and the genome of the plants were changed, spoiled by the technology that the gods, the fallen angels, provided and or through reproduction and creation of beings. We have chimera beings that were produced en masse before the flood. We're going to see those chimera beings show up again. Just have a look at what Joel 1 and 2 talks about and match that up with Revelation 9 for the war after the opening of the abyss, but before the midpoint of the last seven years. That technology is almost here that they had before the flood. That's coming back. It's going to be like the days of Noah. And when we see how fast our technology is advancing today, it's hard to imagine what it can do when it's doubling at a rate that, you know, we can't even, we don't even get reports on anymore. When I was a little younger, we would be told that, you know, Knowledge was going to double every 50 years, and then it was every 25 years, and then it was every 10 years, and it was every five years. That last one was well over 20 years ago, and our technology has advanced so far. How fast is it doubling now? And We're getting to the point where we have an AI that has an existential threat to us, but they're going to do it anyways. How fast that technology is feeding on itself to bring in that angelic technology that was before the flood. And that's what's coming, the days of Noah. And in the time before the flood, it was a world. that We need to talk about what it was like, because this was Sodom. This was the antediluvian world, except for a few. The pagan world was filled with idols. And that it was uh, a trap for all of the souls of the world. And so idols is one of those great things that we need to be aware of. And it is something that is um, everywhere today when we look at it. And I'm reading from, I'm listing from the book of wisdom that I listen in, in this chapter, just because I wanted people to understand what the days of Noah was like. In the Book of Wisdom, in the King James Version Apocrypha book that used to be part of the King James Version book when it was, the Bible when it was first published, does an amazing job of giving us a better understanding. So probably why it's not in the canon today, because the church doesn't want us to know this. And that there was complete sexual immorality of all forms and it was because of the idols and the idol worship and the worship of the pantheon of the gods that causes all of this, as the Book of Wisdom talks about it. And it talks about sexual immorality in unnatural practices. That's a wide statement. And in unnatural practices, it would be sort of limitless in what is unnatural. Every sort of perversion that you can think of. And so it goes beyond just the usual sins of the flesh. It goes on to all sorts of things that I I just, you know, don't want to imagine, don't want to visualize. So I'm going to move on. And the world was filled with mysticism. It was filled with secret rituals of worship with idols and probably with talking idols, teraphim, as it's described in the King James Version Bible. A dwelling place somewhere for a demon, like a family spirit, could dwell, and that family spirit, of course, is demonic, it's not human, uh, that it could communicate with humans. I expect we're going to see something like that with the technology that's coming. And this is not communicating with our ancestors. This is communicating with demons. Demons will be here in a significant way because it's the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim and the Raphaim and the fallen angels will be here who will also be working their crimes against humanity which they begat with the oath based society that this world is based on, that mysticism is based on, that the whole world runs on, that we're told not to swear oaths because we will be held accountable for. These are the ones who swore the oath of harem anathema on Mount Hermon to carry it out to the end, no matter what the consequences were, and they wanted to destroy humankind so we would not be raised into immortality and to judge those angels for their crimes against humanity. Fortunately, they don't control that. We do. We all have free choice. And God has made sure that we have free choice that we can reach that goal if we choose. And there was state-sponsored religion. It was imposed by the rulers of the world. You did not have a choice. And if you didn't worship, they killed you. If you didn't swear allegiance to the countries, the nations, the cities, whatever the ruling realm was, they killed you. Nimrod did the same thing. He imposed that same type of religion. In fact, he imposed Enochian mysticism. Enochian mysticism as Enoch, son of Cain, who created mysticism. We've talked about that in the previous chapters. And that this was a military state that would will make the KGB or the FBI today look like child's play. That's what's coming. So much so there's going to be tribulation, as Revelation 10 talks about, or 2.10 talks about, 10 days of tribulation. And tribulation before that. So expect three years of tribulation before the tribulation of the first three and a half years and before the great tribulation. And pray you're not part of it. But prepare... That you might be part of some of it. You might be taken in some of that. So you have to be prepared. And in these rituals, in the state of utopia that is actually dystopia because of everything that goes on in it, but they call it utopia, just as they call war peace. We have Phil War. We have a world filled with wars, but they still call it peace, and it's going to get worse, and they're still going to call it peace. Same thing before the flood. There was a state of evil warfare, but the people called it peace. It's the same delusion. Nothing is new under the sun. What was will be again. Children were killed in rituals, in the initiations, and in initiations where they had ceremonial orgies. So again, this sexual immorality of unnatural practices, but secret societies and mystical religions at the top levels, they still do these type of sacrifices. They control the world, so you don't see it, but there's enough information that gets out there that indicates that they still do the old rituals. And as we get closer to the last seven years, we'll see it coming out more and more and more and more, more of it, more visible. And the marriages were no longer kept pure. Well, we probably have the greatest divorce rate since the flood, since Sodom. So we are starting to reflect Noah's, Generation but then that's what Jesus told us Killing was common practice It was done without A second thought you would kill somebody just because you wanted to you could kill somebody because you wanted something They had you would kill somebody because you wanted their wife That's where this idolatry heads to Where it leads to this is not utopia. It is dystopia it is the days of Noah, and we've had this as a, as a witness to be ready for, but it's coming anyways because nothing is new under the sun, and what is ordained to pass will come, come to pass. And everything, just listen to this description. Everything was a complete riot of bloody murder, robbery, deceit, corruption, corruption, Faithlessness, disorder, lies, harassment of the innocent, ingratitude, moral decay, sexual perversion, broken marriages, adultery, and immortality. That is quite a list. So after describing all those things, it puts it all together on that one big list. And this is what we see coming to pass today. This is the world of Babylon. This is the world of that mystical Enochian mysticism allegorized as Babel with Babylon being rooted in the Hebrew word Babel and the religion of Nimrod that rebelled against God within 100 years after the flood with Antichrist being shown to us in a Nimrod Antichrist type character or an archetype type character within 100 years after the flood, which is why God confused the languages so that we wouldn't be as one people. But the new Babel is coming. The one world is coming. The one world religion and one world government under one leader is coming. It'll go through the 10 kings in Babylon first, but they make the way for for Antichrist. One should expect that just as Nimrod was an Antichrist figure, there would have been an Antichrist figure before the flood. One that may have tried to storm heaven, just as Antichrist does in Daniel 8.10, probably along with the fallen angels in, in the war in heaven in Revelation 12, which is the same time frame, so one expects it's the same same war that's going on, and Antichrist will actually bring down some of the starry host and trample on them. That's how powerful he is. We're not told that there was, but nothing is new under the sun. The spirit of the Antichrist was already there in the time of the disciples, and it lingers and it waits. And so all the beast empires had Antichrist type of leaders that were trying to position themselves to be that Antichrist through their religious mysticism. It's that organizational structure that has to be as part of the end time. Only Michael prevents that from happening, I think. He fights against the beast empires. He doesn't prevent them from coming. He prevents Antichrist from taking over. You know, Daniel 8 has an interesting story where we get a specific example of two of the beast empires with Greece and in in, um, Persia and what happened in uh, the succession of Greece over Persia uh, as as the beast empire, and that this Greek uh, horned goat as in a unicorn, as in a single horn rising amongst the ten kings, is the allegory for the end time. And so what we learn from that is is not that Alexander is going to be the bloodline for the Antichrist. We can't rule it out, but I'm not saying he is. And, you know, the Greek Empire was also covered the size of the Rome Empire. And so, you know, it, it could come from almost anywhere within that, that empire, and it could come from somewhere else. But what we do learn from that is that it will be a Alexander-like kind character, somebody who has great appeal, probably great looks, uh, and— Can bend the world to his way, and succeeds at everything he does for a short time. And so Alexander was stopped short, and I think that was he was probably the most likely Antichrist uh, wannabe, but way before his time, and part of the ordained beast empires. And why we need to understand where these beast empires come from after the flood and so nimrod is deeply associated with that and being also an allegory as as the assyrian just as antichrist would be an assyrian but that's another sort of rabbit hole and so but babylon is this mystical religion it is the religion of the giants it is the religion to worship the godfathers the pantheon of god the celestial mafia the celestial mafia who runs this world today Led by Satan, the same celestial mafia that offered Jesus all the kingdoms of the world if he would bow down to him. This is the one that is fighting still to this day and will fight to the end to keep control of the earth. Except we know how that ends, but it will not end without them fighting to the end. And Satan will lead this charge through Antichrist just as Antichrist receives his power in Second Thessalonians from Satan and is empowered by Satan, probably in an avatar, avatara incarnation sort of aspect that the New Age is trying to brainwash people with today as being the Christ consciousness and or the consciousness of Jesus as one of many. So again, an absolute Antichrist type of, of doctrine and religion. And that this technology is going to continue till it reaches that level. So much so that it's going to uh, create uh, a system that can impose the type of polytheism that was on the world and cause people to die by the time Antichrist comes to power if they refuse to take his mark. But even before that, Babylon, who had the blood of the saints and the prophets on her hands, is going to martyr Christians and all who follow God en masse until Babylon is destroyed at the midpoint of the last seven years by Antichrist, who then takes up the genocide to even another notch to the great tribulation not seen since the beginning of the world. And our technological world and our ritual world, it's it's like A sea of polytheism. It's absolutely everywhere from our education to our entertainment, and it's just going to continue to ramp up, and it will hate anybody who disagrees with it. And so the saints have to be understanding of this, that our patience is going to be tested. We'll be saved from the wrath in the time of the trial of the mark, but prepare for tribulation, but also pray uh, to be to not be part of the tribulation, whether it's in rapture or otherwise. And so our civilization grows more and more like the days of Noah and a monument to idolatry. And so much so when we get that great image of the beast or that great technological terraform that will probably be operated through its AI and demons and a dwelling place for the spirit that's going to create an interdimensional technology not seen since before the flood. And it's hard to get people to look at this in a serious way. So we have to present the headlines. We have to present the evidence. We have to show the direction. We can't get too far out over our heels ahead of the prophetic chronology, lest we lose our credibility. But we have to teach it, unlike what's going on in Christianity today. And one other trait that I left... For this point not only will uh, two other traits two major points to the traits that this generation will prove itself to be the most wicked the most depraved the most arrogant hubris beyond understanding and the generation that welcomes the universal babylon religion and the genocides that come with it that makes the way for antichrist and the genocide that comes with antichrist That's the trait of this generation. That's the trait of the fig tree generation. That's the trait that takes the days of Noah generation to a whole new level where only the earth was destroyed. Unless Jesus stepped in, all the earth would be destroyed, including the earth. It's another level of dystopia that's coming. But You can look at the whole world, both before and after the flood is coming in birth pangs to a certain point, and this is that point. And so one sin that isn't talked about in the Book of Wisdom, but is certainly a mark of our generation, is one attributed to Azazel, likely who is Abaddon and Apollyon, the destroyer of the antediluvian world the one who has attributed to all sin, the one who likely is the second goat sacrificed on the Day of Atonement that we understand as the scapegoat, but in Hebrew is the word Azazel. Azazel is the leader of the watchers who was sent to the abyss with his watchers in the book of Enoch. And in Enoch 6.12, Azazel taught abortion to the world. This is a clear sign that we're like the days of Noah, the, Volume that it's going on. And in 6.12, it says that he taught the the smiting of the embryo in the womb. He taught the technology. He taught the ways to kill and have the abortion on demand. He taught the arts of war. He taught the technology of war. He is the destroyer God. He is the one that's coming out of the abyss in Revelation 9. And his world, as he created it for satan is coming back and all of the celestial mafia is working hard to bring that about today in a world that hated noah in a way not well sort of documented in in the bible we know he was there in the time of the giants We know he was there in the time of this mystical Enochianism of Enoch, son of Cain. We know that he was separated and different. And we know he had a commission, not just to build the ark, but to warn the world of what was coming and the sins of the world. And they hated him for it. They will hate us for it. But yet, we're asked bear the testimony of Jesus going into the end time. And I'm not going to say, you know, I'm like Noah, um, but we're going to try and do what Noah did. And many are going to do it. It's just, will you choose to or will you not choose to? And will you choose to try and help people or will you not choose to help people as to what's coming? It's a world that will slaughter Christians en masse and before the last seven years. This tribulation will start through those sorrows throughout this generation. We're seeing that now. We just haven't seen it in the West turn to genocide yet. It's turned to genocide in other places in in the world. It's coming here and we see the seeds. It is the belief system. It is the left-wing national socialism on a global scale that is being imposed in this one-party system. And they are creating all sorts of subhuman classes. And the most subhuman class of all are conservatives and the Christians amongst those conservatives, because they won't be deceived. And we will stand up. We just have to do it in a proper way. So they will kill uh, Christians en masse. They will also kill the prophets that are coming. The ones who are going to preach the gospel, they will kill 144,000 as part of the first fruits. They will kill the two witnesses. Both are seen as being resurrected to heaven. One in Revelation 11 for the two witnesses, and 144,000 as part of the first fruits in heaven for preaching the gospel before the last angel will preach the final gospel before you get the summary in Revelation 14 of the de- of the end time events. And the first fruits are those in Revelation 6. They are the 24 elders. They're also the tribulation saints of Revelation 7. Those are the ones that are going to be afflicted in Matthew 20.
1: Now, why in the heck is it that, doggone it, Dagnavit, every single time that Gary is going to make his closing arguments, the show (laughs) shuts down on him? What's
3: up with that?
1: Anyway, praise God, doggone it, you know, um, I I actually was listening very carefully, and I wanted to hear those closing arguments, but anyway, praise God, it just shows that he call, his call dropped, and um, don't know why, um, but um, anyway, praise God, thank you all for joining us tonight, tonight is Sunday, May the 7th of 2023, and if that doesn't bother you, you haven't been paying attention. All right. Amen. All right. So anyway, um, see you this Wednesday night at seven o'clock. Lord willing. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us tonight. Powerful message from Gary, as always. too my-